Praise God. I understand the kids will be performing after the after the message. So that's why they are here today. And I believe everyone speaks English here, so we don't have to translate Kenya Rwanda. Aren't we? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I thank God for this uh, beautiful day. It's the day to celebrate Father's Day. It's the day when we can, uh, as a father, we can just say, fathers, as we can just say, remember how our father were, how they, you know, behaved and so forth. It's a challenge too. Because in a day like this, that's when I start to think of being a father. For 24 years, I've been a father. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But it has been full of challenge. It wasn't easy. Challenge, I'm telling you. Things I didn't expect, because no one told me how to be a father, by the way. I just learned through experience. No one just showed me how to be, you know, to take care of my kids when they are born. Hallelujah. And I had to learn through experience. It was a challenge. Many times when the, our first kid was born, I didn't know, you know, what to do. In fact, I was happiest the first weeks, but then there was a lot of challenge, you know? Because I had to carry her out all the time. I didn't know how to change the diaper. I didn't know how to, to make the, you know, to cook for her. So it was a challenge, full of challenge. So I started to wonder, being a father, not the way we think is easy as we think. It's hard. It needs courage. It needs strength. It needs to be patient. Because you meet different things in the life, you know. It, drain, it drains you up. Hallelujah. Because there is a time I, you know, I just used to sleep only two hours. All I could go to sleep when the kid is just sleeping. And they were so, I don't know what I can say, the word I can use. Because many times I used to walk up slowly, slowly, make sure she doesn't wake up, you know. Because she could sleep daytime. Imagine, daytime, many times I could wake her up. Wake up. I know tonight you're going to mm, disturb me. Wake up, wake up, wake up. And during the night, that's when she started to, you know, to be awake. You know? So it so was full of challenge. But I thank God. You see, whenever there's a such challenge, that's when you need to seek God. That's when you started to come closer to God. That's when you need to seek more and more of God. That's when you need to kneel down and pray for your kids. Friends, being a father is a really challenge, but it's worth it. Hallelujah. Because in Africa, you know, I never really, I, I didn't see my daddy, you know, taking the kids and going out with them. You know, you know how they behave, especially when you are nomads. They are more taking cows than the kids. You know, taking, the, you know, they could take the cows and look in the, you know, but not the kids. We kids were just there. You know, mom, I thank mamas because they are really tough, you know. 
So they could take, uh, take care of the kids. Imagine have, uh, being a, maybe a family having eight kids, nine. Can you meet that challenge? It was normal for us. I was, you know, I was the seventh, I think, in the family. But we had other brothers, you know, so forth, about 10, you know, 10 of them from one mom, you know? So the, the father was there, yes, as a figurehead. But they never, you know, met the challenge. So as I grew up, I didn't know what to be a father is all about, you know? Because I never saw Didi learned it from my daddy. How to take care of the kids, I never knew that. So as I grew up, I started to think, what can, what's the challenge in between? How can I be a good father? Many times I used to say I will fail. I won't make it. Many times I used just to think, oh no, it is harder for me. But as I started to read the Bible, I started to see also the men of God who were challenged because they didn't take care of their kids. The men of God, they were powerful people. You know, they had everything. People like David, King David. David was a powerful king. David was, had everything he wanted. He was a warrior, he could fight. He was just, God had, you know, prepared him to be a king. But he failed to be a father you know, he failed. Even though he spent more time, you know, just fighting politics and so and so. And the kids grew up not knowing him as a father. Until the time they came when they became rebellion. They started to fight him. They wanted to kill him. You know? They wanted, but David was just there. You know, wanting power. Wanting to fight. Wanting to be, you know, to have many wives around, to, you know, but he didn't have time to be with his kids, you know. Because he was, a, David was raised up in a, a good uh, home. You know, the family was good. They were not missing anything. But as he became powerful, he lost the vision of taking care of the kids. And they became rebellion. Can we imagine a man like David? They became rebellion because they didn't have time. I'm sure those ones from Africa, you know, especially from the rich people, you know, they are just say, all the politicians, even pastors, you know, they just spend more time, you know, being a politician and they forget their kids. Yeah, we have seen that in Africa. They forget completely. Those business people, they just make money, 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 money. And the kids ends up not going to school. You know, just eating whatever their daddy had made. That's just because they had no time, you know, to be raised up by their father. Even pastors, as a pastor, we find men of God, you started to wonder, how comes pastors' kids are just a rebellion? Not the kids, it's their father. It's their father. 
Because the father had no time to be with them, to guide them. Yes, he was doing as they do the God's work and so forth. They, they think of heaven, but not earthly, you know, things. They just spend more time, more time serving others. Rather than starting with their family, starting with their kids, starting with, their, you know, teaching them how to behave, what they should be doing. See, we see an example of Saul. We see him, uh, uh, you know, King Saul. He was, we see him as abusive father. He was abusive, you know. He was abusive to his son, Jonathan, in the first Samuel 20, 30. You know, even Jonathan wanted to, you know, Saul was just jealous of Jonathan. He wanted to kill him. And Jonathan was, you know. We see people like Eli, the priest, who was just more concerned of God's work rather than taking care of the family. Hallelujah. And the kids were just rebellion. They are doing whatever they wanted. So you find there is a such problems in the family when we don't take over the kids, when we are not an example to the children. Again, you see, I mean, being in this nation, you can tell those kids who are, who are just have no fathers, you know? The family just get broken and they find the kids grow up knowing, not behaving the way they want. Eventually, they end up in a prison, you know, because they are there. They have no father. Yes, their fathers are living somewhere else, but they are not living their kids. The kids have no one to teach them how to behave, what to do, you know, even in their career. They don't know what kind of, you know, they, they are still there in the air. So God has given us responsibilities. Fathers, remember God has given you a responsibility. Whatever we do, let us start it from home. Let us take care of their kids. Hallelujah. That's what God wants us to do. We see a man like Abraham. Abraham, in Genesis 18, 19, you see Abraham was an example how a father should be. Hallelujah. A father of faith. A father who took care of the kids, who protected them. A father who was just giving himself to every situation. We see a man like Joseph. Joseph. No matter how, you know, he was ashamed of Mary being, you know, being pregnant. Because people said, ah, this man, how comes Mary is just, you know? But Joseph took responsibility. Hallelujah. And that's why we have Jesus Christ as our Savior. He said, no matter what, no matter what people will say, I will take responsibility. I will take care of the, you know, Jesus. I will be able to teach him what to do, even though he was God. But he needed someone to take care of him. Hallelujah. He needs someone to show him what to do, what is needed, friends. So we, as fathers, we have a big responsibility. Especially if you read in the Deuteronomy chapter 6, 
Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 to 9. This is a kind of a prayer the Israelites used to, you know, to meditate upon. The words they are given by God so that every time they can think of it. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse uh, Hallelujah, verse 4 to 9. Verse 4 to 9. 6 verse 4 to 9. Uh, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Hallelujah. And thou shalt love the Lord. They shall, they shall, their God with all their heart and with all their soul and with all their might. And this was which I command thee, this day shall be in their heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto their children. And they shall talk of them when they, you know, sit in their house and when they walk by, by the way and the way through the down as they, you know, rest. In other words, the, Is the Israelites had this word. That from chapter four, you find it was a word which they had to teach their children. It was the word which had a meaning to them. This word, which means it's a, in Hebrew, is shema. The word shema. In, you know, hear. You know, in our languages, we just shema here to praise, but uh, in Hebrew, means means a lot. Hallelujah, shema, hear. Here you here, Israelis. Teach your kids what God is all about. Meditate about the word of God. Think about the word of God before they go to school. When they come back before they go to sleep, sit down and teach them and praise God. Hallelujah. Be guided by the commands of God. In, in other words, be guided by the Bible. Never lose sight on being, you know, on thinking this word. It was a command for the Israelites to think all the time. And the fathers, that's what we need to do. We need to take responsibilities. We need to think of that word where, you know, even the kids can grow up knowing that there is a God somewhere. There is God whom I have seen my daddy worshipping. There is a God who provided our needs in the house. There is God who opened the doors for us. There is a God, you know, put God first no matter what. Hallelujah. So that these kids, will, you know, will be able to understand those words when you, even when you are no longer living. Oh, they will say, okay, my daddy used to, you know, to do this and that. Why? Hallelujah. Why? When we are sick, my daddy used to pray for us. Why can't I pray also for my kids? Whenever my dad was, you know, had nothing to eat in the house, they used to, first of all, to seek God, pray, hallelujah, so that I can be able to get a blessing too. We need to teach them, especially when we are still young. So the Israelites were taught when they are still young, you see, they, even nowadays, you know, where the Jews live, you see them on Fridays or whatever days, they go to pray. Evening, 
Even the Muslims, those ones who live here, even though they don't pray the God we pray for, but they, you find they, you know, the kids, they take them to Madarasa, Madarasa so that they can be able to learn the Quran. You know, they can understand their God, the father of their God. What about we as Christians? We need to wake up. We need to bring kids to the Bible study. Hallelujah. We need to have time to pray, to seek God, to call upon God, not to give up. Hallelujah. We don't have to sleep. Hallelujah. We need to do something for the glory of God. There are so many opportunities, friends, so that you can, go to, you can shine where you are, even at the place of, you know, the place you go to school to. You can shine. Hallelujah. For me, I'm blessed because uh, the place I go to work, you know, whenever I'm God, I'm there, they ask me, pray, pastor, pray for us so that we can serve these people nicely. You know, I say, oh yes, it's opportunity. You know, we come together as a group and they pray. Hallelujah. They realize that there is a power. There are managers, yes, there are other people on power, but they need the power from God, from heaven. Hallelujah. So Israel is well like that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the school, young people. In the school, you don't have to go in front and challenge the teacher, but you can pray. Hallelujah. You can pray even when you are seated, you know. In your chairs, you can pray. You know, throw inside you. You can pray. Before your exams, you can pray. You know, seek God where you are. So the Israelis were taught that. Hallelujah. We need to be challenged. We need to come closer to God. We need to take responsibilities so that you can start serving God. Even during this time, when you are still young, you have strength. Hallelujah. Can you know that sooner I'll be retiring? Hallelujah. And we need people like you who are able to meet the challenge. We need people who can go there and sing and praise God. Hallelujah. Because the doors are open. Hallelujah. So that the work of God can continue. Friends, I'm sure.